Hello and thanks for tuning in. It's Joe Draper here from Beautiful Conversations with Joe. Here's the episode. Hello beautiful and welcome to the episode. This is Joe Draper from Beautiful Conversations with Joe. And this episode is all about me going home ending back up in the hospital and some of the aftermath um, from a double mastectomy. Um, I'm just reading through my um, comments and messages that I wrote um, around the surgery time and I wanted to share this bit with you. It says, there's no place like home, there's no place like home, there's no place like home. So. I'd actually written, swap out Dorothy's ruby slippers for my pink fluffy ones and you've got me clicking my heels together saying the same thing. So I was actually at home in bed and, you know, like you feel so much better when you're home and, you know, as much as I was in pain, I'd got a drain bag under my arm um, I'd got little pink pillows that sat under my arm and a bag for the drain. And the other thing I wrote was <laughs> I came in like a wrecking ball because, you know, the emotions of the surgery, you've got um, antibiotics and, you know, the anesthetic and everything going through your body. And, you know, until all that's out, you feel like shit. Like, really, really you do. Um, so, you know, like, I ended up not having that extra surgery then. But, you know, it ended up coming later. Um, you know, the first few days, I didn't do a lot more than sleep. I had four arm exercises to do on the hour every hour um, and you know like they were like really really simple exercises like you know pushing your arms out in front of you um, trying to get them you know like you couldn't put them above your your shoulders because of the stitches and everything so you know there was four little exercises that the physio had given me and that was pretty much all I was doing. Um, a few days later, I was, I was still on paracetamols and ibuprofen every four hours. Um, and then the exercises were four times a day instead of every single hour. So, you know, as you can imagine, like doing exercises every single hour, even if it's four little exercises, You've got to remember to do them. I had to have a timer in my phone just to remind me. Um, you know, you, you just can't remember because still you've got all the stuff going in your, in your body and everything like that. And I got a lot of bruising down my right hand side because they, they thought I had a hematoma at one point. So I was actually quite purple and that ended up moving down my body and going into my leg um but like you can imagine like the biggest biggest purple bruise and um yeah it was huge like it wasn't I can't say it was like massively painful 
but you know, still got antibiotics, ibuprofen, and paracetamol, so it possibly could have been. And um, you know, going back to the the hospital a couple of weeks later, um, and you know, getting the wounds redressed, and I actually got the news. that they got all the cancer out and also that there were none in the lymph nodes, which is, you know, amazing. And the only reason they took the lymph nodes out was because the blue dye that they put through, it didn't actually do what it was supposed to do. So, you know, but, you know, better safe than sorry and um, all that. I also had to have a um, blood test to see if I was in um, perimenopause. Um, they didn't want to um, aspirate the the swelling on the right hand side because they thought it might have been blood, um, which you know when you think about a purple bruise, it um, it probably was, um, but you know. It, Again, it went down, and it's. Um, I know you get it. You know, you, some days are good, some days are bad. Even now, I mean, I'm recording this at the beginning of April, and still, you know, it's not that long. And you know, it's still that emotional roller coaster. I sat here on Tuesday, um, and I literally just cried for the whole day. I'd done a lot of healing work last week. I worked with a lovely lady called Megan J, and um, she is a master activator and channeler, and she helped me release um, a lot of the stuff. But, the, you know, there's a grieving process in there. And I know there's still work to do. Um, and, you know, I know that I can do that work. So, you know, it's... They say that crying is healing. And I certainly don't keep them in. You know, it's... Uh, you've got to just let it out and do what you need to do. You can't keep your tears in because, you you know, for me, I think I could bring something else on. I don't want to do that. So I will cry when I need to or scream or laugh or <laughs> whatever works. Um, and that's okay. Um, at that point, I'd, I'd um, picked up my crochet again. Um, it's back in the cupboard now because, you know, there's only so many things that you can do um, while you're working and, you know, doing all the things. And, um, yeah, so, again, at the end of um, October, back to the hospital, they still don't want to aspirate the fluid. Um, the swelling on both sides had gone down a bit and I had my dressings all changed Um and I didn't then need to see the surgeon for three months, which is actually next week. Um, but, um, you know, 
that wasn't to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, so then I um, I ended up like not feeling so great a couple of weeks later. Um, I just started with um, just not feeling like I wanted to eat. Um, I almost felt like I was like cold, I was shivering and then I was sweating, you know, like, like you've got the flu or something. Um, and Paul actually said that I looked like I was in shock when I was shivering. And, you know, I think during that week, like I didn't, that was the start of me not feeling great. Um, I think on the Friday that week, um, I actually called the, the doctor because we didn't have a thermometer and um, Paul managed to get me one and he, he got me an Elsa one. So if you're a Frozen fan, <laughs> you'll, you'll know that that was fun. That was the only one we could get. But you know what? It takes your temperature and my temperature was 38.7. So it was pretty high. Um, I told him about the the shivering and the sweats um, and he also had this really annoying cough which I thought was my asthma um, and I got my antibiotics went into the local shopping centre the next day and my lovely friend and awesome naturopath Leone um, saw me and she, you know she knows me very well she's a very straight shooter she said you know, she's like, you don't look good, Joe. You know, in fact, you look like shit. <laughs> she's like, and, you know, she picked up that I looked slightly jaundiced, so I was a little bit yellow. Um, she said my liver was under pressure and, you know, that all the symptoms I was having, she asked me all the questions without me even saying anything. That's how good she is. And um, anyway, she dropped me off some gentle herbals, the next day, which was amazing. Um, and then on the Monday, um, had to call the hospital just to check in with the breast nurses. And she said she wanted me to go to um, emergency because she was concerned about the temperature. So heads into hospital, got straight into an isolation ward because of the fever and the cough. Um, so had my test my mouth and nose swab um i did test negative um that apart from some low sodium there was nothing that showed up although the a surgeon from the breast team came and aspirated some of the fluids so like tech took some out with a, a needle and um she sent that off for um, analysis and that actually came back and said that I'd got an infection. Um, so I was then on IV antibiotics and yeah, they thought I was going to be there for about seven days. Um, so the next day I went for an ultrasound and she said that there was another litre at least. Um, so I was due back down the following day. And then there was also leave, um, a possibly leave a drain in. Um, 
and so they actually put me on some stronger antibiotics because it was um, the, the infection was not great. Um, so I actually had the same nurse, Chelsea, who was the one who helped me after I passed out. If you haven't listened to the last episode, you need to check that one out. That was um, not funny, but funny in the end. But, um, you know, so the, the, the doctors, when you're in the hospital, they just... You know, they don't care about turning the lights on. And nurses are mainly, they're really, really good. But, you know, they just want to do what they're doing. So, um, yeah, I had um, I had a room with somebody else. Um, and for the first night, she... Um, she was in there. Oh my god! Like her snoring was so bad. Um, it was that bad. I had to listen to some sleep music on YouTube with my headphones in that went for eight hours so that I could go to sleep. So, um, and as you can imagine, like you know, my veins were were shot. Like you know, I can't have blood now from my left arm because of the lymph nodes, and you know they've you got cannula in your arm and then they want to take blood and, you know, then I dislodged it and needed a new one and it was, um, yeah, it was not fun. There were, one one of them tried to put a cannula into my hand and, oh my God, I seriously, I was sweating so much. I went to the toilet and my undies were wet, like seriously. You're like, oh my God, Paul had to go. He couldn't watch because, you know, it was, it was awful. So, um, but yeah, so I went to, back to the, um, radiology. So the radiologists actually do the procedure for, um, aspirating the wound. So she did that and it was, you know, it wasn't painful. It took less than 30 minutes. Um, and she she took out over a liter um and then later on there was another 400 mils already so there was quite a lot i think you know i over the time i can i think it was like two liters or something it was ridiculous um and if you've been following my journey you'll know that one of the best things about being in there was the pulse custard um, that was like my favorite thing. So I was looking forward to my Paul's custard. And, um, yeah, so I'd had about, yeah, 1.4 the next day. And, um, they said I'll be here until Monday. And yeah, you know, it was, um, it was tough. So, but I actually wasn't at, at the hospital until Monday. I was actually at home um, during the weekend um, and had to go, had an appointment to go back. Um, so I didn't have to go home with the drain. They took that out before I left. Um, and then, yeah, so I was actually a lot sicker than I thought I was. Um, but then 
three days later, I ended up back in the hospital because the, as it turns out now from, you know, like talking to the doctors, um, I had one infection inside and one infection outside and one caused the other, but they didn't know which way around. But the, um, the scar actually opened itself. I was fine in the morning. I was laying down and, you know, Paul came home and I went to the, went for a wee, came back and I said, oh, like, um, I've got some blood. And it was the first day that I'd been able to wear a compression bra. And, um, like, oh my God, like literally this blood was pouring out. It was, it was awful. Like I was like seriously freaking out. And, um, Paul was, um, he just said, look, we're just going to Southport because it's a lot closer than the hospital that I was in before. Um, and they took me straight. I mean, I was standing there in a compression bra and a pair of leggings, um, and with a jacket around me with holding these two towels that were covered in blood. They must have thought I was like a druggie or something. Um, I did, I actually said that to her. She's like, no, nah, no. Nah. She's like, we know the difference. So I'm like, okay, well, at least, you know, at least I don't look like a druggie. But, you know, that's what I felt like with blood everywhere. And like, they literally took everything off me, put it in a bag and gave it to Paul. <laughs> it's like, there you go. We don't want that. Too much blood. So, um, yeah, so. I was in there back again and then had to go um, back to surgery the next day. Um, they didn't open up the whole scar. They opened up the majority of it. They washed out all the infection, cleaned it all out. Um, then they had to, like, put a pack in. Um, and, yeah, she showed me the stuff that came out. Oh, my God. It was, yeah, it was awful. Um it was, yeah, not really not nice. And then I ended up with the um, the vacuum pack um, on for quite a while. Um, I downgraded just before Christmas to a smaller one, and um, then had it. It was actually removed just before Christmas, which was, you know, so amazing. But I was on antibiotics for a lot longer than I expected to be. And, yeah, so, you know, back at home, um, the the vac stressing um, change for the first time was, was not nice. Like, my skin was really, really raw. And to be honest, it still is in, in um, a couple of places. So, um, yeah, you know, it's... It's been a journey and the, the hole was actually ended up being 10 centimetres. Um, and that's just the outside. Like that inside was just ridiculous. And I just felt like I was carrying around like a camera bag or something the whole time. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, but we are vax free um as you know i have got my prosthetics now um i'm not wearing them every day because my right side is still quite uncomfortable um and i can wear it for a couple of hours and then you know i need to take it off and you know then it's 
it does seem to be really tight for a few days and you know then like I'm okay again after that so um this has been the longer one today so um I'm gonna end it here and I will be back next time with a new one if you have any questions if there is anything that came up for you that you need to chat about I am here at the end of an email which is joe at livevirtually.com.au I'm here on Instagram at beautiful conversations with joe um, and you can DM me or send me a voice message um, and I'll answer whatever you need to know because you know whatever you're going through whoever you're going through it with whether it's yourself or it's a family member it's a friend it's just somebody you know like you know these things hit us in um in different ways and it's always good to have somebody that we can reach out to um and you know often it can be a person that you don't know that well um so i'm here for you and i will be back next time as always big love and chat soon thank you so much for listening and i'll see you next time thanks for tuning in don't forget to leave me a comment subscribe follow me on instagram at beautiful conversations with joe until next time big love chat soon